This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to A Real Man Wood Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host from RotoWire, and I am joined by my co-host, Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. What's going on, dude? How you doing? Doing all right. Um, how about yourself? Not not much new over here. Played some some DFS. Uh, drafted a few uh, playoff football leagues that were were okay, but uh, overall kind of a underwhelming first weekend of the of the fantasy playoffs. Did you watch watch the games? I did. I was kind of drunk during the first one. I was at uh, our friend's house. This British guy and his Australian wife and. Heather like stopped drinking for a couple weeks because she's on this like clen- cleansing kick, uh, which is good. I'm very happy for her. But I was drinking, and, and Heather becomes like a like a pusher. Like she just keeps refilling her glass when she's not drinking. She starts to get you drunk. So Neil and I, this guy just got totally blacked out. I should actually should have got a photo of Neil. Neil looks exactly like David Bowie, and I actually thought about taking a photo of me and him and tweeting it out and being like. He faked his own death. He now lives in Lisbon, or he is risen, or something like that, because he looks exactly like David Bowie. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how much he looks like David Bowie. I mean, David Bowie's like was would be like seventy, and Neil's like probably like fifty two or something. But you know, David <laughs> Bowie twenty years ago. Right. Well, you should have done that. You could have caused a minor stir. Yeah. No, I actually got a picture of him when we were hanging out about a month or two months ago, but. In the photo, he looked, you know, enough like him that you would see what I was saying, but not enough like him to pretend like he'd right. been resurrected and I was hanging out with him. So I gotcha. didn't tweet it out. Gotcha. Anyway, yeah, so I, got, yeah. I, got, I digress, but I was saying I watched the Titans game with him. He, you know, he was, I was, like, explaining to him about football, and he was into it. It was cool. Um, and then I, we had to take our cab home, and, and then I missed a little bit of the third quarter, but I was pretty drunk by you know, watching that one. I watched the second one. First half of it, I couldn't deal with all the stoppages and reviews, so I had to go to sleep, finished it on Rewind. I'm having a lot of trouble watching games in real time now that I'm used to watching standalone right. games on Rewind. It's, it's unwatchable. And then the next day, I watched the Jacksonville Bills game with a Brazilian friend, and I was explaining everything to him, too. And after, like, maybe 10 minutes, he was, he was calling Sean McDermott a coward for not going. He, he understood down and distance, and then he was calling... Sean McDermott a coward for not going and I'm fourth and two for midfield. And honestly, like if if you remember the first half of Bill's Jacksonville, like that was this dude's only experience in the NFL, and I doubt he will be back. Yeah, I would guess not. You know, that lived up to the uh to what everyone had hoped uh, or that wouldn't happen. But yeah, it's a pretty pretty underwhelming first round. Did you uh, did you do a couple of playoff leagues like for XM or something? 
Yeah, my, my playoff league, I'm dominating. Like, I, I scored, like, 200 points in the XM league, the one that you weren't invited to because Ivy somehow, I don't know, thought you were busy or something. That yeah, one. you know, Trevor, Trevor, I did one with Mike Clay and Brandon Funston, you know, Friday night because Trevor invited me to another one. So that, you know, the X producers. So I did, I did actually do an, a, a one through live on XM. Oh, but you just did. not with you. Yeah, I did. So mine dominated because I stacked Saints, Falcons, and Titans. Oh, nice. So oh, the, wow. The, the, That's the, pretty good. Yeah, I have 200 points. The only guy that I lost was Travis Kelsey, and he had a touchdown. And him losing was good because it him getting hurt was good for my team because it basically sent the Titans to the next round. Like, if he if Kelsey doesn't get hurt, the Chiefs definitely win that game. Yeah, it seemed that way. What do you make of Andy Reid losing six straight home games? I mean, would you you would keep him, right, if you were the owner? I mean, what, I mean what, is there something to that, or what do you think? I don't know. I mean, Andy Reid... It's weird. He's obviously good at something, and he's obviously really bad at other things. I mean, why was Kareem Hunt abandoned in the second half? Why was Kareem Hunt not used as a receiver more? It, it's just odd. The Kelsey thing did really hurt. I mean, it's just he's just a guy that's really hard to guard, and you take him out of the offense, and it makes a huge difference. So that wasn't his fault, obviously. I don't know. I guess I would probably keep Andy Reid, but I would say let move on from Alex Smith. Alex Smith was great this year, and he threw deep, but... You don't take a guy that early in the draft and make him wait for Alex Smith. So, well, especially since he seems like the real deal too. Like the hype is. So I'm with you. More upside to go further in the playoffs. Right. They've I mean, ran with Alex Smith. I mean, Alex Smith should. You know, he should be playing for the Jaguars. If he was the Jaguars' quarterback, they might win the Super Bowl this year. They yeah. might win it anyway, but they would right. have a much better chance if it was Alex Smith. I mean, he's he's the he's like a really good game manager, is what I would say. He was more than that this year, but I'd still see him that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, and there there is value to not turning the ball over. I mean, even when he wasn't throwing downfield, there was some value to that. So he'd be like a perfect fit for the Jags. But I mean, not turning the ball over, throwing it downfield and able to scramble. I mean, he's good. He's actually good. Yeah, but no, he he's not. He's capped sort of at a ceiling. And a lot of those downfield throws, I mean, he made nice throws, but Tyreek Hill was so wide open. Like anybody could have thrown those. And how sick is that for the – I hope hope everyone's scoring, speaking of uh, playoff fantasy leagues, you better have counted twice if you're a Mariota owner. I mean, that counts as a pass and a reception, yeah. that touchdown. That was good. That was good for me. That was funny. Like, I have him and Breeze as my two quarterbacks. And now that Mariota's going to get another game, I mean, New England's defense is not especially good. Mariota could get another 20 points, no problem, in a loss. So right. that's, just, that's just a huge pick to have Mariota as my second QB. Yeah, huge. You don't need him to win another game. Just, yeah, put up some points. Nah, and I don't care about winning. Just score 20 points. You know, that's good enough. Yeah. That's and I also huge. have Derrick Henry on that team. It's oh. crazy. It's crazy how good that team is. But we'll see. I can actually not win it. It's very unlikely that I don't win it. But if the Saints, Falcons, and the Titans almost certainly are going to lose, if those three teams lose, which they're all, you know, two of them are underdogs and one of them is only a three-point favorite, they could all lose. I'd have no players left. Right, right. Yeah, no, who knows what's going to happen this week. But I, I do know that I'm not excited to see the Titans play again. I mean, ugh, man, got to watch that. The, the Patriots, is that the easiest uh, path ever to the championship game? I mean, a home game against that Titans squad has been outscored on the season. I mean, it's crazy. It's Just win easy. one game where you're 14-point favorites. Yeah, it's pretty easy. And, you know, they shouldn't have beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh should have that number one seed. But that stupid... Uh the end of that game in uh, in pittsburgh yep. where the steelers should have yep. won it and that that's really huge because they got to play jacksonville who beat them and you took the steelers you took i see what you did yeah with your picks well we'll go over them but i was three and one last week how'd you do last week uh one and three i believe yeah only the the falcons 
Man, you are garbage. Yeah, yeah. I I, I actually ended up uh, doing pretty well on a on a teaser. Thank thankfully the the Chiefs lost early the first game, so I could double up there, and and the rest went went my way. So I made some money there. But man, the Falcons, we just saw that coming, right? I mean, we get to see that a mile away. Yeah, I mean, there are those fumbles, obviously. Brought back memories of that. Who's the Niners guy? I know you remember his name. Who was he? He fumbled a, a kickoff. He muffed a kickoff, and then he got the a concussion. Punch. And then they the left punch. him out Kyle there. Williams. Kyle Williams. Kyle Williams. That was right in front of my face against your Giants in overtime in an NFC Championship game. Yep, it gave us a Super Fumble Bowl. Twice. Fumble twice. Yeah, Alex Smith. The game in which Alex Smith completed one pass to a wide receiver, and it was like for one yard to Crabtree at the end of the regulation. That was in the rain. Crazy, crazy game. The game. The game before that was the sickest game I've ever been to in person against the Saints. Remember that back and that forth? Was a, that was a great game. That was Alex Smith's best game as a pro, in yeah. my opinion. It was Vernon, uh, yeah, he made a sick run. He blew up. And then uh, uh, Jimmy Graham caught like a 65-yard touchdown. And then Vernon Davis caught a touchdown and was crying. That was a really awesome game. But but anyway, um, yeah. So what, so what are you thinking uh, What are you thinking this weekend? Oh, we can do the picks. I have a couple things, though. A couple, okay. uh, a couple thoughts. You, you want to go right into the picks right now? No, no, no. What do you, what do you got for me? What, what else? What else you got? So one of the thoughts was that you know that whole Trump. Remember last week we were talking about how Trump tweeted like my nuclear button's bigger and sure. everyone was freaking out like oh my god it's going to be World War Three like that. Right. That's right. just out of the news now. Like nobody's even talking about that anymore. That's just a distant memory, buried in the past. Does that not strike you as crazy? Like how up in arms everybody was about that tweet. Like this was this was the last straw. This is too far. This could cause a total nuclear disaster. And now it's like that just never even happened. I don't know. It's everyone's, yeah. Everyone has a higher threshold to clear to, for it to matter. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. No, it's just it's completely just gone. It's the most totally. dire thing ever for like 10 minutes and it's gone. Completely gone. Yeah. I mean, don't you think there's something problematic about that? <laughs> like that way of getting so worked up about something and then four days later you forget that it even happened? This has happened like every week in this cycle, in this news yeah. cycle. Well, it's a little odd. And, and who, who, whom do you put to blame then for that? I don't know. It's, I mean, part of it's just this news cycle moves so fast. But I think people are just easily, they want something that confirms their biases, whether for or against Trump is such a polarizing figure where it's for or against him. And they make such a big deal of it because it, it stirs them up emotionally but they have no regard for whether it's a real thing or not. And so it's, uh, you know, I blame people for just not like getting a hold of themselves. Right. And right. the media yeah. obviously is catering to that, you know, so there it's, it's like a feedback loop. Right. Right. No, I hear you. No, it's, it's definitely odd. And, and it's, uh, it, as you said, it's increased coming, you know, that's more and more common. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. It, there's been a lot of stuff like that. I don't even remember it because we didn't talk about it. Like I'm sure there's right. something from November that was just as outrageous that he said or did. And like everyone flipped out. This is the end. This is the last straw. This is right. beyond the pale. And then like four days later, wait, what was that? Like it's not even on anyone's mind anymore. Yeah. No, no, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. So I was, I was pretty confident. I could have been wrong. As I said, there could have been a nuclear attack between these two podcasts. And then I would have admitted I was wrong on this one for sure. Yeah, yeah. Would you have paid up that? You would have maybe lost. Who knows? Lost what? That bet. Who's gonna? Who you know? Who's gonna live longer? Oh, I mean, Portugal is kind of out of harm's way. I mean, knock on wood. You never know, but I don't think it would have got here. Not. In the, yeah. I might have like. Plus, you could get like radiation sickness, but not be dead yet. I still. I still try to do the podcast, so I might be 
feeble and weak and it might be hard, you know. Right. right. I'll try to do it. I promise if that happens, I'll try to do it. And admit, and admit if I'm wrong that that's I'm not saying there's never going to be one. I'm just saying that like because of that tweet, I don't think there's going to be one. It was my that right. was my premise that I was operating under. Right. Fair enough. All right, what else is going on, ma'am? So Sasha got into a fight with her friend, like a fist fight with her friend. Uh, oh. It's, it's, uh, it's not a big deal, I don't think, but like apparently like her friend did something that made her mad, and then Sasha said, I'm not going to play with you anymore, and then her friend socked her, and then Sasha <laughs> socked her back, and the teachers had to get involved, and the woman who runs the school said, yeah, it, was, it wasn't just a little, it was like a full-on brawl. It was a problem. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I, Heather's alarmed. Heather doesn't like violence. She's very disturbed, you know, but I, I don't mind. You know, I just, I just tell Sasha, and you're a lot bigger. Sasha's really big for her age. Just go easy on these kids unless they're bigger than you. You know, don't sock like a little kid. So I'm just trying to get her to respond proportionally, but I don't right. care. I don't care if she gets in a fight. Yeah. You don't, you don't care. No, I don't care. I mean, she control your emotions. You know, when the girl hit her, socking her back, I understand. But she shouldn't have, she shouldn't have threatened not to play with. She, you know, when you, she got her feelings hurt because the kid didn't want to play with her, and that's when you got to control your emotions and just say, okay, fine. You know, instead of sure. escalating and then you got into a fight. But once she got hit, you know, I don't. I definitely think if, if if your kid gets hit, you should encourage them not to kill the other person, but to give them a at least a shove or a a little hit back. Yeah, no, I'm sure I'll be dealing with that soon enough. My my daughter likes to roughhouse, and, and I'm sure that'll be in my near future. My speaking of which, my son turns uh, one uh, one years old on Friday. Happy birthday to him! Is Thank he, you. Uh, is he doing? Is he have a job yet? He doesn't have a job yet. He's so lazy. Uh, his lazy. big sister was already walking by now. He's not yet. He's just cruising still. So we'll we'll see but we're not making a big deal out of it uh, i know that's the thing with year one we did for her made, you know a huge party trying to keep this lower key so yeah that's yeah. Uh, uh getting old man already have two number two is turning number one and it, that year just flew by and and yeah crazy when's number two for you guys i don't know man i, I don't think it's gonna happen you know first of all <laughs> I, I wanted one heather was less she was more ambivalent but you know, you want a second one to play with the first one, but now Sasha's already going to be six in a month. So if we had one, you know, just do the math. Like, she'd be almost seven by that point, and, like, they're not even going to be that close. Yeah, it's going to be big. So, yeah. and, and so it's just, it would be going through the whole thing all over again without that, like, you're going to see in a couple of years, and this is what happens when Sasha has friends over, they babysit each other. Not, not like you can just leave the house, go out and partying, but, like, when Chloe's, like, six and Mason's three or whatever... They'll like hang out and do stuff. You won't have to. They won't be bothering you about stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. No, if Chloe has a friend over, it's already like that with her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, so it's nice. A lot, it's a lot yeah. easier. Like we're like when you have an only child, you like want their friends to come over. Right. Right. Because then it's like you're not the you're not the playmate, you know. So it's um, yeah. So it's too late. This is some fortune. I would like to have you know maybe four or five, seven, eight. I don't know, but maybe go full Philip Rivers, but. Um, I started late, and uh, I'm happy to have the one I have, and you know, I'm not gonna, not gonna sweat it too much. Yeah, gotcha. All right, you gonna got anything else? It's gonna be a short podcast, and only four. Yeah, games. I know. Oh, I remember when I circled back. Sorry, I jumped around there. Is what you're talking about? I forget. Uh, didn't mean to cut you out. You're talking about the Kyle Williams thing when I went on further in the in the Niners. But yeah, they were like he was like trying to get concussed in that Saints game, and your Giants, yes, recovered uh, a couple muffed punts. But what were you relating that to? Oh, I was just saying it was like the Farrow Cooper situation last week oh, that like right. it was such a huge part of the game that you, we were right about the falcons but the game would have been pretty different had they not just given away those two 
turnovers. Yeah. So it yeah. just reminded uh, me the last time where like a guy did that twice was against your Niners. I just felt like bringing it up just to. Gotcha. Just well, yeah, especially since it was the Giants who went on to was, like, win the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Something. They actually beat the Niners in, in candlestick twice that year. I mean, the Niners were good that year, but the, the Giants defense was, was really good in the playoffs. Yeah, it was unbelievable. There's one um, other thing I wanted to mention, you know, in the, in the Panthers-Saints sure. game, and I, I talked about this on XM and I actually wrote about it, is that so Cam Newton, he, he actually was down. He was trying to evade a sack. His knee went down, but you couldn't tell. And as he was evading the sack, he got fucking clocked mm. by a defensive lineman. And he was woozy. He got up and he tried to walk off the field, and then he, like, collapsed to the ground. They brought, brought in Derek Anderson for one play. And then the next series, Cam came back in, and they said he just got poked in the eye when it's pretty obvious he was concussed. He was never, like, rubbing his eye or whatever. Like, the, the way you'd react when you're poked in the eye would not be the way he reacted. You don't, like, start walking off the field and then go down. That's not right. an eye poke situation. And so people are like, yeah, he's obviously concussed, and where's the concussion protocol and all the shit? But I started thinking about it. And, you know, I may have had the Panthers plus five and a half, which I appreciate, or six and a half, whatever, and I appreciate them covering. Is that... If you're in a playoff game and it's the fourth quarter and their only hope is for Cam to come back in and play and you want to come back in and play as the player, like you're actually, you don't want to be against your will forced to, you know, give up your chance of advancing in the playoffs. Like, fuck the concussion protocol. What is that nanny state shit? These dudes are killing themselves all year long. Training camp, two days, getting crushed in the summer. It's so hot out. They play, they take so many hits, they have permanent damage, they, take, they get concussed anyway during the season. Concussion protocol doesn't prevent concussions, it just prevents you from playing when you have one. So you're taking all this abuse for what? You know, for the glory, for the chance to win the Super Bowl, for the chance of greatness, to have a great run. And you're sitting here on the cusp of knocking out the Saints on the road, and if they did that, they would have, well, they wouldn't have gone to Philly, they would have gone to Minnesota, it turns out. But even so, you know, to advance to the playoffs and have a chance to win... And then, then someone say, oh, no, 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 no. You got hit in the head. You might have a concussion. I think you might, so you can't play. Is, should that really be, is that really the best solution to the problem? I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, I should have myself because I, in particularly, really liked this segment in, in your column you wrote about. Uh, found it very interesting. Yeah, who's to say, like, why, why, why can Ronnie Lott cut off his thumb and go out and play, you know, if a player wants to? I guess the argument would be, if they're concussed, they're not in their right mind to make such a decision. I mean, it would, that would be the counter, right? It, yeah. I mean, obviously, if the guy is, like, drunk, you know, because he got concussed. But Cam was – he was playing out of his mind, I mean, literally and figuratively. He was – the next throws <laughs> he made were amazing throws. He threw that touchdown to McCaffrey. He made two really good throws on the other drive leading up to it. I mean, he, he looked great. He was playing at the top of his game. So I guess you could play when nobody would know, but, like – the test should be like if you're obviously like woozy and you can't walk straight, you have to sit. It's just like a boxing match. Like you, right, know, okay. you, don't, you don't stop a boxing match unless the guy really shouldn't be continuing. And to say, well, he looks fine and he's playing fine and he, and he wants to go in and play well. We think he gives us the best chance to win, but uh oh, concussion protocol has to be out. That to me is nanny state stuff. We're not talking about like a guy who's like a, a fighter who's getting. You know, his face is like swollen eight feet out and he can't even stand up, you know, and sending him back in for the next round. We're talking about somebody who's perfectly capable of playing. So you're saying playoff game, 
guy woozy wobbly probably concussed but now he's fine he claims he's fine he wants to come back in he should be allowed to if he wants if i i don't know about should i'm just saying it shouldn't be obvious that he's not allowed to okay. i'm not going to take the streaming the stream tack and say well of course they should have to go i i, I think like it's it's far from clear to me that him having sat with the game on the line was the optimal outcome when he's already enduring so much punishment and then you're going to under, he's going to do that in vain. The whole reason for which he took all the punishment all year was to have a chance to do well in the playoffs. And now you're going to take that away from him and be like, Oh, we're doing it for your safety. Fuck you. You've done it for my safety. You don't give a shit about my safety for 16 games, concussions, broken bones, bruises, all the shit all year long. And now when the game's on the line, and this is why I endured all that, you're going to tell me I'm not allowed to do it, even though I'm perfectly capable of doing it? No, it's interesting. I, I completely understand what you're saying. By the I mean, way, to, to me, to me I, I can understand like, t- seeing all that and saying, no, the risk of further damage is too much. We're still going to make him sit. I could see somebody thinking that. I probably wouldn't agree with it, but I could see that argument. But to me, to act like there's no other argument, like this is definitely the best idea, that's kind of stupid to me. That's just, that's just not really thinking about the whole context in which these players exist. Sure. Right. So, I don't know. I'm glad he went in to cover the spread. Thank you, Cam. Yeah. You know, by the way, all, pl- all playoff uh, fantasy leagues should use team quarterback for the, that reason. I mean, it's so frustrating if you suffer an injury in the middle of a game. But, yeah, no, I hear you. I- I'm-, I'm glad he was able to return, too, and that's an interesting uh, decision y- you bring up. One other thing about last week that I didn't hear much of, maybe I don't really follow Twitter during the games, but maybe people were bringing up, but why did the Chiefs tackle Derrick Henry on that first down run down one point? Right. I mean, because I, I mean, they were badly coached and they just went by their instinct. They weren't aware of the situation. Hey, I mean, it's. I guess it's like it's so easy to be like, oh, you can't, you know, heat of the moment. But why can't they just think about it before? If you, if they get the first, go down, let them right. score. Right. There, there, there needs to be. I mean, if I'm a coach, we're we're you know you practice two minute drills. How about on defense the two minute drill? Hey, remember, let's simulate. We're we're down one. This guy gets the first down. What do we do? You know, like that's the situation. It comes up. You know, maybe once or twice a year, but it comes up. And that was like second level. It wasn't like he met the lineman and fought for the first down. Like he was like 10 yards right, past the right. first down marker and he gets tackled. It was just really, I don't know, pretty, pretty bad. I mean, it cost him a chance of, you know, tying the game of their season online. But anyway, yeah, I thought that was pretty terrible. And I, I just don't think it's people act like it's just so beyond like a player to understand that. But the coach should just be in their ear beforehand. It's kind of like in baseball, two outs, you know, run on, run on contact. What could happen? There could be an out. You run right away. On con- it's just like you, you're situationally aware. You're not hmm. sitting there waiting for, to see if the guy catches the ball in the outfield if you're on second base when there's two outs. You just right. know to do that. Now, obviously, it's a much more common situation than this one. But I, don't think play- I think players should be expected to have situational awareness. Right. You know? yeah. and I know that like the NFL, the, part of the problem with the NFL, there's so many situations and rules. Baseball is kind of simple. Like, there's not that many situations that are that unique. Right. Football, there's like so many rules and so much shit. But yeah, that one seems kind of obvious. They, they're, they're really, I mean, NFL coaches, just the whole clock management thing from start to finish, they're, they're in the dark ages. Yeah, for sure. All right, you want to go over these games? Yeah, let's keep this hot streak going half this year. Yeah, exactly. So fading you is probably better than betting with me. So, all right, Falcons minus three at Eagles. I took the Falcons. I started having an Eagles feeling when it went all the way to three. It was two and a half. I was like, they're at home. They've had a week off. 
They're getting three. They they have a pretty good defense. The Falcons are decent, but they're not like a great team. It's a pretty compelling case to take the Eagles, but I just feel like the Falcons, having lo- I keep saying this, but having lost the way they lost in the Super Bowl, which is the worst I've ever seen, and to be able to get to where they are and then beat the Rams in, in Los Angeles on the road, a good team, I don't think they're done. I think someone's going to have to put them out of their misery, someone like the Saints or the Vikings, and maybe not even them, but it's going to take a good team playing well to take down the Falcons, and I just don't see the Eagles as that. Yeah, I, I see that. I can understand that could be considered the sucker side, given the points and the sharp side, probably the Eagles, because no one wants them and big name quarterback out and all that. And you mentioned the bye and home dog first number one seed ever to be a home, uh, an underdog to uh, to a six seed. But at the same time, I just don't want to overthink it. And the Falcons defense is playing really well. I know their offense has some problems, but. They're good. I, I wouldn't have been shocked if Atlanta went into Philly and won, even with a healthy Carson Wentz. And given the fact that Foles didn't just look uh, average compared to Wentz, who was playing MVP level, but he looks pretty terrible. So give me the Falcons, and I nearly made it my best bet. Obviously, only four choices, but this was my second best bet of the week. Okay, so we're on the same page there. Titans plus 13.5 at Pats. I'll let you go first. Who did you like there? I mean, come on. The Pats are just named their score, and, and they like to just run it up. Uh, the Titans are terrible. Um, congratulations making it this far. I know this Patriots team, speaking of has its flaws, they're hardly as good as they, they've been in the past, but this is just such a prime matchup, so I made this my best bet, and the fact that it's lowered even below 14, so I think they're going to kill them. So give me the Pats. I took the Titans. You know, usually in this round, if a team gets further than it should, like the Titans, you fade them. You just take that really good team with the bye week, and they just crush. That happens a lot. And I am. One thing that made me little, you know, almost take the Patriots, but Patriots aren't that good. Their defense isn't that good. Mariota, is star- he's starting to play a little bit better. Like, you get a glimpse. Remember how good we thought Mariota was going to be? And we're starting to get a little glimpse of that player that we thought he was last couple games he had a really weak stretch but he's playing a little bit better the last two three weeks and uh, i think he's going to move the ball against them i think derrick henry's going to have success against them i think it helps them if demarco murray's out and oh he's already he's already been ruled out okay, so it, it helps them you know i think that's that's good and henry is a downhill guy that needs a lot of carries and i think it's going to be 27 20 patriots i don't i don't think this will be easy i think people are going to expect it to be easy and the Titans will show up, and they will lose, but they will cover. I love the Patriots don't care about this controversy. Henry's good, but he'll get shut down. Mariota's terrible. Uh, Brady's going to go nuts. Uh, let, let's bet. What do you want to go? Twenty on this? I'll give you thirteen and a half points. Twenty bucks. Yeah, I don't. I don't. This is not my best bet. It was sort of fifty-fifty, but I just leaned slightly Titans. But just out of principle, given your record, I'll go twenty with you. All right, done. Done and done. <laughs> I can't say no to that. It's just too easy. All right. So now, now I have to go bet like two hundred of that. Dude, know, that the, was a long. It was a long con for me, Liz. Just to get this twenty bucks out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Like right, tank well, the year. Just that's this. good. Good job. Good work. Good work. Yeah. All right. So here, here's I think my best bet this week. I, I I like the Jaguars to cover this. I know that Blake Bortles looked horrible uh, last week. I mean, he he missed some passes that I was saying on the radio show like. If I were in the park playing with my friends and I didn't complete a couple of those, I'd be like, dude, so sorry. You were wide open. My bad. I'd feel embarrassed. Like, I would actually apologize because the dude was like six feet from him. 
It's so easy to make that throw. And they're like, oh, it was windy. But Tyrod Taylor wasn't having trouble throwing the ball. Like, he was throwing. If there was someone open, he was hitting them. Um, I, I don't really know why Bortles was so bad last week. He just was. But the Steelers' pass defense has slipped a little bit of late. I wish I were confident that Fournette were healthy. I know he's playing, but he just doesn't seem that explosive. But I just think uh, this defense is going to make it a real fight. And I actually have the Jaguars winning 20 to 19. What do you, what do you have here? Yeah, it's crazy. Roethlisberger threw five picks and they lost, I believe, at home. First time these teams played and yet they're, what, seven and a half point favorites. I laid the points, but I didn't feel strongly in this game. It's weird. Uh, rarely have I felt so unsure that a team would win outright that I'd be willing. To, in other words, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if Pittsburgh, you know, kind of dominates because Bortles just really throws up on himself. Um, but I also on the flip side, wouldn't be shocked if Jacksonville won outright because their defense is legit, but just the whole home road splits, uh, Brown supposedly fully healthy, uh, Rothsberger, uh, going to bounce back after what he did last time against this team. So I laid the points, but was probably least confident among the four games this weekend. Yeah, I, I, Jaguars were my best bet. They were last week. It was the only one I lost. But had Sean McDermott not been such a nutless monkey and uh, gone for yeah. a fourth down, then Jaguars probably get a field goal and win 13-3 if they failed. All right, he, he just he punted the ball. and Okay, great. You got the cover at least. You yeah, I just never it. felt like the Jags were in danger of losing that game either. Yeah, I mean, there were at one point when the Buffalo almost went ahead 10-7, right? 10-3, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was it was a, a abysmal game, but I think I think this line's being held down. I mean, being pushed up a little bit because of how bad the Jaguars looked on offense. They be. played better than that for a few games, and I think the Steelers' defense is not that great. So yeah, I know Shazier injury has really mattered. So yeah, yeah I think really Aiden hurt them. Please, but but yeah, I think the Jaguars might win this game. I think and I think the Jaguars are going to be dangerous to the Patriots. But it's all about Bortles. You know, he, he doesn't have to play great. I mean, the running is great. It's nice. He just has to make a couple throws, not just be like Eli Manning one of those years or, you know, Joe Flacco that year. I mean, Joe Flacco actually played great in that run, but not even that good. Just okay. No, I, I hear you. They're up. I mean, their defense gives them the upside to win the Super Bowl. There's no argument at all. And you know, I always take the defensive team when they get there. So if the Jaguars are facing like the Saints or the Vikings or somebody, I'm taking the Jaguars in the oh, Super Bowl. If, the ja- if the Jacksonville makes a Super Bowl, you're blindly taking them. Exactly. Football. Whatever the line is. Because you yeah. always get points and the defense always crushes. Yeah. I know. I, I, it's I've so been, crazy. I, yeah. I mean, maybe be, this would be the one that it disproves it, but I'm not, I'm not going against it. All right. So yeah. we're on the opposite sides of that. All right. Saints plus Ford Vikings. This to me was the truest coin flip. The, you know, I, I didn't love the Titans Patriots, but I, I feel like the Titans are going to show up. But this one is the truest coin flip for me because I think these are equal teams exactly. The Vikings are at home, and then they get the bye. So, the, you know, three points for home, another extra point for the, the rest. That's kind of just an estimate. And so I just think this is sort of a total coin flip. I have some Saints in my playoff pools, and I'm kind of rooting for the Saints because I, I think they're just an exciting team, like a little more exciting to see than the Vikings. Like Saints-Patriots would be, to me, or Saints-Steelers would be more exciting than Vikings against those teams. So just out of rooting interest, I picked the Saints, but I don't feel strongly about this at all. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I like the Saturday games far more than the Sunday games. I, I took the points here with the Saints and don't feel strongly. I'm a believer in both teams. I think Minnesota is 100% legit, and uh, I also think the Saints are, are legit. I mean, either the winner of this game could uh, likely be a home game for, for the winner of this, and crazily, New Orleans could play in Minnesota three times this season, which would be pretty crazy for a, a team that doesn't play in the – well, I guess the division wouldn't matter – but um, that that's that's pretty 
bizarre. But um, I could see the the Vikings covering. But given the fact it's, a, it's more than the field goal, I'll take the points here. It, it is really interesting that whoever wins this game, it doesn't really matter. Like it doesn't matter who wins this game. Whoever wins it is either hosting the Falcons or going to Philly. Right. Right. Like, like even though one is a two seed and one is a a four seed. It doesn't matter who wins, like in terms of, it, because it's one in six. Obviously, most people think the winner of this game is going to the Super Bowl. Right, yeah, yeah, no, you probably would prefer a home game, uh, probably, for sh- yeah, probably, but it's not out of the question that you would rather play but Philly. Either okay. one is good, right? You're either on right. the road against the weakest team, exactly. or you're home against a team that you're probably better than straight up on a, on a neutral yeah. field. So yeah, no, exactly. this is sort of, I mean, obviously, it's not guaranteed, but... This is sort of like the championship game to an extent. Yeah, huge game and, and good by the NFL putting it at the hammer the last game of the weekend. All right, man. You got anything else for me? I don't have anything else. Uh, nothing, nothing too exciting. Going to miss you at that uh, in L.A. What a week from week from Monday for that, that that fantasy conference. Yeah, I blame Heather because she insisted on taking Sasha home on Thanksgiving, and I was like, no, just wait till January. I, I, I'll go with you guys. You can. She can see your mom. You can see your mom, and I'll do the FSTA and the steak dinner. You know, the steak leg. Of course, I'm an eater. I'm not a buyer. Uh, Second year uh, in a row, just like you used to do. I'm fucking not getting my due. You know, I'm not getting my steak for my win. Oh, is it during that time too? Well, yeah, I would have them. They would schedule it during that time. You know, I mean, that's around. Oh man, I would have been like, in town. I should have stayed in that league actually for once. I would have, I would have been in person. But uh, you know, well, you would have probably, you would have been buying though. You're lucky you didn't do it because you're the year you had. I doubt it. What? What? Um, I, I forgot if you told me or not. Are you going to labor? Uh, no, I'm going to tout and the NFBC main event in March in New York, though. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not going to. I'll probably see you in Vegas next. But uh, one other thing, a couple other things. One is if you like this podcast, we appreciate you're giving it five stars. Some of you did the last couple of times. We appreciate that. I don't know what the fuck it does. I don't know how Apple's algorithm works, but you hear all these other nutless monkeys hosting podcasts asking for that shit. Leave a comment. Rank it five stars. If you are into fantasy, betting, basketball, any sport, whatever, rotowire.com slash pod. It is a totally free 10-day trial. You don't need a credit card again. It is rotowire.com slash pod. And I'm going to throw one other thing out there, and people can comment uh, on Twitter or whatever, uh, whether you think this is a good idea. Well, I'll just say it and let people decide for themselves. But I was thinking of, you know, this is a Skype call that we're recording to do these. I was thinking of going full-on video. What do you think about that? Uh, so you, you have a face for radio. Is what I think. <laughs> okay. Obviously, we're going to have our clothes on. That's the thing people are worried about, justifiably. But, you know, I'm thinking that way we could also put it on, like, a YouTube channel. What do you think? You down with that? I, the problem is, like, I know how to edit the audio. Right. And edit out all the horrible things I say that don't actually get published. That, all the things you say that, that will get you fired from your yeah. corporate job that we don't publish. But... <laughs> We but don't what I'm saying is that the video, I don't know how good I am, I'd be at editing video, but I think even if that failed, I could probably pull the audio and just do it the way we're doing it. But let us know. You want, you want a video feed of this? We'll see. I'll put it out of my deck, although it's fucking freezing and raining on the deck now. It would be better in the summer. But you done that, with that? If, I, if we do it next week? I've been too that's lazy. Not a, that's not an insignificant thing, though, you're saying as far as editing goes, because some of the stuff that gets uh, you know cut out of this show... Could, could, could have resulted in jail time. It could have resulted in jail time, but I'm, I'm still going to edit it. Like, if I can't edit it, then I'll just scrap it and just pull out the audio okay. feed. All right, yeah. No, that sounds good. Yeah, I've been, I did a video 
uh, blah, show, podcast, whatever, all year with Roto Grinders about D- DFS. And people made fun of me like I was in a dungeon here. So I need to buy one of those like landscape cheesy things to put in the background of my in my room here, I guess. This is the real man wood. Real man doesn't look like a sack of shit. So Yeah, real man does podcast in boxers. It's not that kind of it's not that kind of video cast. You okay. wish it were, but it's not. Right, we're gonna have to go over these ground rules backstage before we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it. Be, All right, but know. in principle you're cool with it. Yeah, sure. Sure. All right, I'll probably edit out this whole fucking conversation, but anyway. No, it's fine. Good. All right. All right. What else is anyone doing these days? Nothing. Nobody's doing shit. But I, I was thinking I have more time and I might undertake it. It, it may be a mistake, but you know, yeah. that's, that's how it goes. All right, cool, man. Yeah, give me a follow on Twitter at Dalton Dildon. I, I just made a, a tweet about my favorite TV shows of the year. So get at me. Tell me what, what ones I missed. And, uh, you, don't want, you don't want to mention a couple? I thought you, you, you come into this podcast with no preparation whatsoever. Yeah, I really liked um, I really liked the leftovers. I put that number one. I'm not sure the the finale out wrapped up. Wasn't that like two years ago that wrapped up? That was a long time ago. No, no, that was this season 2017 shows of the year. I, did, I promise you, this okay. year, right. um, really good show. Um, uh, you know, different, not for everyone, but but great. It wrapped up. They knew it was the last season, which helped. Uh, Twin Peaks. Speaking of bizarre, totally crazy show. Better Call Saul. Of course, I love the new Curb because uh, I'm, I'm obsessed with Curb, and I like the new BoJack. But, uh, yeah, I, I watch way too much TV working from home. I listed, like, 30 of them, and people say I, I need to get a life. But I watch a lot of TV just in the background while I work. And uh, the funny thing is, is if those people that said that, they should have seen the amount of shows I didn't include on the list because, uh, yeah, I, I do watch quite a bit of TV. And now with two kids, I, I never go out and like to a movie theater anymore. So with Netflix, just in the background working from home, it's – it's easy. So, yeah, I, I watch a lot of TV. So, uh, by the way, I, I always appreciate Rex, too, because last last year when I did it, I got a few shows I'd never heard of that, that people recommended that I liked. So, so yeah, oh, I didn't know even about Rex. I thought you were talking about Rex Ryan for a second. Well, yeah, uh, n- not Rex Ryan, although that foot fetish video we had with his wife, that was solid. That, that was that made my top. That made my top ten that year. Yeah, on TV show. <laughs> that was definitely quality. I, mean, yeah. this, I definitely respect that. But you, we never talked about Black Mirror. I, I have seen all of them now. Oh, okay. So what did you think of the final three? Then last we talked, you just seen the. I, I first thought year. the number four and five were good, and number six was kind of crap, actually. Uh, oh, six was a museum. What, yeah, that metal was, just that was just so implausible. The whole that guy, the way he was acting the whole time, was just it was annoying. And yeah. then uh, he was. But, hold on, hold on. I, Maybe I'm like demented or something, but I couldn't stop laughing with that one like doctor who got off on pain. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But I really liked the what one. The, uh, They're like, oh, we got it. okay. Let's let's send him home. He's not safe in the hospital. Let's just send him home. What could go wrong? <laughs> right, right. Uh, the the good one was well, number four, the dating one. That that one was really legit. That was really good. That was good. That was probably the best one. Yeah. Although yeah, the, I don't want to give too much away, but that was probably the best one. Uh, and five, I thought was good. I won't. I won't give it away. But it was just. It was just dark. It was. It was crazy how relentless. You know. That was just. It was. Uh, that's like. That's like. That's you in five years. That number five. <laughs> well, that's I'm glad serious, you gave me that long. No, I mean that. That's where shit is heading, and that shit is dystopian. Right. Yeah. That's. Yeah. That was bleak. That was good though. That was a good one. I really like number five. I think that might have been my favorite actually. That and the dating one. Those are the two best. Oh, interesting that you like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, go, go, go check them out. this master of none. I, I like 13 reasons why there's some backlash on that, uh, you know, suicide teenage show and then game of Thrones, the deuce, Mindhunter, Ozark, uh, some, yeah. So, so go check it out. But, uh, it was a good year in TV. 
Uh, Black Mirror, yeah, it, it was sol- solid, but probably it's worst season, right? Yeah, it's worst season for sure. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. All right, man, that's all, all right. I got for you. All right, good. You finally contributed something to the podcast for once in your life. Yeah, just won't, yeah, don't, don't, don't count on that happening anytime soon again. Exactly. In the, especially in the video ones. Especially in the video yeah. one. Yeah. All right, man. Take it easy. Talk to you next all right, week. Let, all right. Later, Liz. Later.